Welcome to Healthy Energy with Margot. In our show, we explore the various ways we can connect to our energy and shift our perspective to create change in our being and in life. Now, here's your host, Margot Nielsen. Hello, everyone, and welcome to A Magical Monday and Healthy Energy with Margot. Thank you so much for joining me today, whether you are listening live or to the recording. If you are live and you would like to ask a question during the show, please call in at one 866 472-5792. My guest today is Lisa Bennett, who is known as the Global Space Whisperer. She inspires people to create change in their life, utilizing a valuable mixture of experience, awareness, and proven practical techniques. Lisa embodies kindness and caring and is a gifted interior and exterior space specialist, a feng shui master, an empowerment coach, an author, a speaker, an access consciousness certified facilitator, and a radio show personality. Lisa has consulted on multiple projects from new builds to multi-million dollar renovations. Lisa's approach brings balance to your space and phenomenal results. You can find Lisa facilitating classes, consulting around the world, and on her weekly radio show, Infinite Energies on Inspired Choices Network. She is the founder of Creating Conscious Spaces, a specialized class taught around the world. Lisa, the space whisperer, empowers people through their spaces to create a different possibility in their lives. You will learn to embrace a full, energetic, fun, healthy, and prosperous life. How lucky are we to have Lisa, and welcome, welcome, Lisa. Thank you so much for joining me today. Wow, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. Yay, yay. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm grateful for being here on a happy, healthy Monday. Yay, happy, healthy, magical Mondays. So our topic of conversation is your health and spaces and what is the connection. And who knew that there would be even a connection? So Lisa, can you maybe share with you how you came to know, um, came to be known as a global space whisperer? Let's start there. Oh, boy. Uh, So (laughs) thank you for that. I actually... Uh, as a little girl, I would walk into spaces and have almost like a download of information about what was going on in people's lives. And I could tell if somebody was healthy or if the relationship was unhealthy, if there was abuse, if there was um, somebody had maybe previously died in this space. I, I Basically, it was like a, a blueprint or a uh, an MRI uh, into their spaces. And so that's been with me my whole life. And so it's, it's, for me, it's, it's just, it's just another, it's just another way of seeing things. And I, I imagine that everybody saw things the same way I did. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's amazing, though, to be as a young person, as a child, to go in and have all that information. And then what do you do with that, right? So obviously that that evolved as you came along yeah, in various yeah. things. So I, I remember I, I was really blessed to have a mother that was very open to all of my awareness around uh, just spaces and and having this openness gifted me the not ever thinking that it was wrong and I I didn't think it was wrong until I was in my teens and then I didn't I stopped talking about it Uh, only a very few select group of friends knew what my gift was and uh, 
And so it wasn't until, you know, as a, one grows up, you try to fit into the norm and take courses in interiors and, and working in, you know, this, this way of working with architects and designers and builders and contractors on spaces. And it still wasn't enough for me. And so um, I knew that there was an energy and I couldn't actually put a name to it until I discovered feng shui. Um, gosh, I would say in my uh, 30s. And then I flew back and forth to New York over a two-year period and became a feng shui master, which it's it's a modality that's been around for over 4,000 years. And so that resonated with me. And beyond that, I started studying all the other different modalities that work with the energy of spaces. And so really, my I would say my, my work my life's work at this point is an amalgamation of many practices and at the end of the day it's it's Lisa being a space whisperer. <laughs> that is so cool. So how do spaces talk to us? Like how how can we tune in? <laughs> yeah, okay, great question. Uh so one of the things that I I encourage people to do because I've had a lot of people say I'm not visual I don't see what you see I've never been that I'm more scientific I'm more practical and one of the things children are amazing because they always always are aware of their spaces and so what I do with grown-ups I get (laughs) them to actually photograph their spaces And then I also, so there's a couple of exercises. You photograph your spaces inside and outside and then actually blow these photographs up. Or if you have a big screen, you can look at them on your your computer screen. And look at it with as though you're walking into the space for the very first time. And instead of judging it, actually ask, is this space contributing to whatever the job is that you've assigned to the space? And there might be more than one job. And what in the space is no longer serving that space or no longer is aligned with, with the job that you've given it? So for an example would be, uh, let's say you have some old boxes that somebody's given you and you've piled them up in your pantry of your kitchen. Well, that is old energy that is actually belonging to somebody else. And let's say the person's Um, maybe somebody died of cancer or there's somebody going through a divorce. So you're getting all of this negative energy that is actually sort of infiltrating into your space and it, everything has a memory. So it's just, it's, it's like, wow, (laughs) that, that's just one example. So when just from a photograph, uh, and there could be, I don't know if you remember uh, Sesame Street, there was a song that they used to sing and they'd say one of these things belongs with the, with the other and one of these things doesn't. Oh, I, I, yes. Remember that song? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> might be, I might be aging myself. That's but, all right. <laughs> but it's, it's just looking at a space from a completely um, sort of separate way, get the emotions out of it and go, wow, I didn't acknowledge that I've had whatever that piece of furniture is or something that's broken in my space for five years waiting to go somewhere. It's like a holding space. So how many spaces do people have in their homes that are holding on to hold energy 
And if this old energy is being kept, is it yours? Is it belong to a friend or a relative? And what of that energy is actually going into your family life, your home and your body? So I have a, a client who um, whose wife had died and he kept all of her things, like her clothing, everything. was It was a time warp and it was like three years later. And he was depressed. He was tired. He wasn't motivated. He was gaining weight. Uh, he had some health problems. And I, was, I, I, I walked in and it was immediately contributing to what was going on with his body. So it wasn't until he heard it in a different way, because all his friends were going, oh, you've got to let this go. He saw it in a completely different way. And not, no kidding, a week later, it was like a brand new man. Wow. <laughs> so having clutter, old stuff in our house is actually contributing to us not feeling the best. Absolutely. It's like, uh, you know, arteries that run on our veins that run through our bodies. Well, all of our spaces are like arteries to our body. So hallways and basements and everything is actually contributing to the energetic flow of your space. So if things are starting to get clogged up, it's like getting um, a buildup that will end up giving you a heart attack or something along that line. If you continuously are holding on and pushing things into corners and shoving things under your bed or overflowing closets. It just, it's clogging your arteries of your home. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Like I, I had gone into a client's home doing reflexology and she was a hoarder mm-hmm. and I had to turn sideways to get through her hallway from yeah. the front door. And I just thought, wow, okay, I haven't been in a space like that. And it did feel kind of closed in, but so one of the ways then we can do is really go in and talk to the space, like how you said in the beginning, is is go in and is this creating for what we want want it to be, and then ask what do we need to do with it, maybe to clean it out, or as I look around my office and thinking, yes, <laughs> could definitely. Oh yeah. Add. <laughs> well, you know, one of the things with bodies, Margo, and I know you know this, is that they're constantly uh, regenerating molecules every day. And other ones are dying off. Well, where are we not willing to see that with spaces? Instead of actually basically putting things in a spot and leaving it there for five or six years, besides dusting around it, maybe picking it up once in a blue moon, how much energy are you actually infusing into your spaces? Just like your bodies move and go to um, run or bike or ski or swim. Your bodies are constantly moving, but your spaces, if you're not infusing that active energy, it's just like an old, stale, ah. (laughs) That's interesting, because you think of bookshelves, maybe that the books just stay there and they don't always get taken off, or you have things for show to actually go in and move them around a little bit, play with them. Absolutely. Wow, that's awesome. That That's a good tip right there for people. You got two right there already. Get in yeah. and talk to your space, <laughs> clean it up a little bit and, and move things around. Who knew that some of those things could be so simple, right? It's the most simplest things that sometimes people resist. And once they've done it, they just go, wow. And it's, it's, it's massive. But don't just do it once. 
Because that's what I find. Sometimes people will do something and go, oh, wow, that was the best thing ever. My life's changed. And then they don't call you for two or three years and they go, no, something's going on. Or <laughs> And it's like, okay, when was the last time? You, oh, the last time you did something to your space was three years ago when I was there. Okay, well, maybe it's time to do something again. <laughs> Well, you know, we get our tools and we use them and then we forget them. And then we need reminding sometimes from other people that, hey, what if you use that? What if you tried it? I know for me, I had a bunch of stuff in my living room and I had gone to my son's place. It was a new place for them. And I just was felt so it was just so spacious because things were in their place and it looked so lovely that it did inspire me to come home and actually put things away and change it up and get a shelf and put some of those things in my other office and yeah so we do need reminding from other people at times just absolutely to use the tools to I mean that's why I thought oh space is that that's good because I know a lot of people have things in their home that either they don't know what to do with or if somebody has passed away and you get that stuff from them and you don't want to part with it because it's a memory it's a whatever but is that really contributing to you and your body and the health Mm -hmm. of your body absolutely absolutely and and you know many many clients have have kept things that was passed on and I even the memory that's attached to it has an energy as well and sometimes people become this caretaker of all of this family history and maybe there was really no attachment to it in the first place but somehow there's this this point of view that they have to take care of it because they're the only ones and so you get the energy around that it gets heavier it's and very heavier. heavy it feels like yeah <laughs> and, it, and it's like whoa they get weighed down and then they start to gain weight and their bodies are you know holding on to water or just it's one thing after the other and it's sort of like this old old stale energy and there's so many ways now that we can archive family history without actually having to hold on to all this stuff <laughs> let's talk a little bit more about that we're going to go to a break so when we come back let's hear more about that lisa thank you your life your health your network you're listening to voice america health and wellness Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. There is a difference in health and wellness programs. There can be mainstream programs, and then there is something extra. That something extra is called tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated with your host, Kristen Harper. If you want to hear some behind-the-scenes talk radio when it comes to health and wellness, the why as well as the how, Be sure to tune in each week. This show will inspire you to be healthy and happy for life, as well as become the best version of yourself. Listen Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. 
Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Healthy Energy with Margo. We'd love to connect with you on the program today. Call us at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to healthyenergy at shaw.ca. Now, back to Healthy Energy with Margo. Here again is Margo Nielsen. Welcome back to Healthy Energy with Margo. I'm here with Lisa. We were talking about before we went to the break, holding on to things from past, you know, like if somebody's passed away, thinking we need to hold on to them. And Lisa, how else can we do do stuff like that, like to get rid of it? To get rid of? Well, maybe to release the energies. Oh, uh, sorry, my phone just rang and forgot to unplug it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, so, well... Okay, so if you can imagine a woman's purse, mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, exactly. So that's a space right there. And if you have a big purse, and some women, they go bigger and bigger, and with bigger purses, more and more stuff gets accumulated. And so at some point, someone's going to say, oh, I'd like you to just dump out your purse, and I'd like to see what's in it. And in your purse, you might find the key that you've been looking for, a paper clip, a nail file. I mean, just imagine the, the women that have these purses that never seem to end and they keep saying, oh, I've got to clean it out. I've got to clean it out or the wallet. And so if you can imagine that purses, you're carrying that, that energy around with you. Do you get that? How women go to chiropractors because their shoulder, they're always lugging the purse on one shoulder. And, yes. and at the end of the day, when you actually look inside your purse, what exactly do you require to go outside and do whatever it is you need to do? You probably need a wallet or maybe just a few cards and your cell phone and maybe some lipstick and maybe one or two other little things, but the rest of the stuff, probably not required. So how many people out there, women, carry everything but the kitchen sink, and they've always said that, (laughs) I carry everything but the kitchen sink, call so-and-so, if you need a Band-Aid, if you need a paperclip, if you need a nail file, if you need a, um, who knows, uh, aspirin, Tylenol, they have everything in their purse and they're kind of proud of it. And yet, what is that actually doing to their body year in and year out, day in and day out? Their whole body is getting shifted to one side. And they go, oh yeah, I went to my masseuse or a chiropractor or this or that. And it's and they're all saying, every one of them is saying, well, let me look at your purse. Oh my God, that is a heavy purse or a heavy bag. And how many women have diaper bags? I mean, 
it just goes on and on and on. And they continuously, their bodies have a muscle memory from starting with a small purse and their mom's and they have a diaper bag. That's heavy. And then they go back to the big purse again. And so their bodies are used to carrying around all that extra heavy weight. So when someone says, you only need two or three cards, maybe a little cash and your cell phone. You don't need to carry everything else. All of a sudden they're like, well, wait a minute. They, they almost go into like a panic attack. Like, what do you mean? What if I need this? What if I need a hat? What if I need a scarf? What if I need my sunglasses? <laughs> do you, do you, so do you see how some people don't even put the two and two together, but it's a space. The space of your purse is a space and it can contribute to your body getting worn down year in and year out. I've actually been in a class where she had us take our purse and dump it out. <laughs> Just oh, wow. as, a, as a visual to see what on earth is in there and do you even know and do, again, it's it's something that needs to be moved and cleaned out and, and uh, let go of. And you're right, we don't need a whole lot when we go out. No. I mean, I like it when I go for a walk with a dog because I take my cell phone and my key. Exactly. And my dog. Yeah. And that's it. And I don't have the person. Even yesterday going out walking with my daughter, I had no dog. I had no nothing on my shoulders. And it's freeing. It just, you move your body in a different way, which is then going to create more flexibility. And you're going to feel better in that regard, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's, that's, again, we just talked about taking photographs and, and, and looking at your purse and, and then, you know, you can talk about briefcases for men and you can talk about cars are always a fun space to play with. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yes. How many people throw a lot of junk into there? And mm-hmm. cars are a reflection of us too, right? Oh, yeah. I've, I've had clients who they, they show me, they take me around their home. They go, let me show you this. Let me show you that. And I go oh, I forgot to tell you, but I'm the nosy one. You pay me to be nosy. (laughs) (laughs) And so I open up drawers and cupboards and I go behind closed doors and I go into the rooms that you don't want me to go into because every person, I call it the dirty little secret, everybody has the dirty little secret. And I expose it very quickly, on, like very early on in a consultation. And that's usually the core of where everything else is stemming from. So if you have cupboards that are full, let's go into the kitchen. I can think of my kitchen knowing that I need to clean out cupboards because we just keep cramming it in. What's that doing? What's that creating for me that I don't want to be created? Well, yeah. Okay, so do you have spices that are more than three or four years old? somehow I don't think so. We go through those okay. pretty quickly. Okay. Do you have a pantry? Um, I do downstairs, yes. And I have my husband created another one in a closet. Oh, okay. And so, and how many people live in your home? Three. And so what is what is it that your kitchen is holding on to right now? When you say you've crammed things into cupboards. Too much junk is what I get. Too much. Uh... Mm. Okay. So 
I mean, it's, it's it's mostly food, like the two, well, and storage containers, because everybody has, the two of them have their storage containers. Okay. Okay. So that's really, it's, it's when you're with multiple people in a, in a space and is the, the, um, daughter, son, are they, how old are they now? My daughter's 26. Okay. So she, she's kind of all grown up now, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you talk about storage containers, she puts leftovers in or cooks her own food or yep. takes something to work. So one of the things that I suggest when you have multiple grown-ups living in a space, give each grown-up their own cupboard or shelf or drawer so that their stuff, they put that away always in that space and any overflow is let go of. Especially for storage containers, never fails. There's always a lid that's extra or a base that's missing a lid. And so I'm, I'm quite vicious in saying, look, get rid of it. Don't, don't wait for the lid to show up or the, or the base to show up. If it hasn't after two or three weeks, it's time to let it go. And, and literally, I, I, I'm really big on culling kitchens and going through all the extra little things that you have in your drawer, new tools, whatever that is. If it hasn't been used in the last six months, let it go. Yeah, that's good. I think even food, I'm just thinking of, you know, the extra food because she buys stuff, I buy stuff, and then there's not always the space. So what's that doing to the body, right? So Time to move it out. Yeah, so it's it's like constipating in your kitchen. So where in your body is your body holding on to shit and actually creating constipation or challenges within the colon area, both yourself, your daughter, your husband, uh, your dog, who knows? It's, it's, it, it's a reflection. Our spaces never lie, and they are a reflection of what's going on in our bodies. Hmm. So to make time to clean out the cupboards. I oh, wanted yeah. to do that. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, when we look for, for permission from everyone else, it's sort of, I, I, I'm the CEO of my space. And if there's anybody in my space with me, it's like, well, this is, this is the way it's going. And I like to create room around my food. And if I haven't cooked or used a certain food in whatever length of time it could be three months uh, if it's canned uh, six months but I never keep anything for a year in my cupboard it's gone it's moved and it's the same with a freezer so for I know a lot of my clients in Europe don't necessarily have what North Americans seem to have these big deep freezes waiting for the next big whenever like apocalypse or whatever. So how many people are out there actually waiting for the next big, big apocalypse and holding on to so much or storing so much just in case? So all of the just in case peoples, it's like, wow, know that we, there's so much abundant food in this world. And I was just at a farmer's market where I'm staying and the the fresh produce, it's beautiful. So what if you just shopped for the week or shopped every other day for whatever you're cooking for for that day and you don't find that you're throwing things away or having an overabundance of things flowing out of your cupboards? 
That's a good point. I used to go to this um, place that sold produce and everything looked so darn good. So I would buy so much stuff and then I found I didn't eat it all because I was buying too much at a time. So, And now I'm very fortunate. I have a garden, so I get to go pick what I want when I'm oh, ready wow. to eat it. I love it. Yes. Beautiful. It, it's awesome. So, yeah, there's, there's lots of things we can do to help. So... Um, yeah, I can see after the call today, I will be doing some cleanup. <laughs> <laughs> that tends to be a bit of a side uh, side effect of talking to me. People tend to go and work in their spaces. <laughs> well, and it is a good side effect because we do, we all need reminding of different things that can help and to support us to be the best that we can be through our spaces, through our health and and all of that. So this is awesome. We are going to go to another break. So come on back and we will find some more things to talk about our space and health. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Addiction can affect our relationships, our families, our home, and work lives, but most importantly, ourselves. The recovery process can do wonders in the lives of people suffering from active addiction and also for those that love them. It's not just 12-step programs, but so much more. It's learning how to live life on life's terms. If you can relate to these issues or love someone who does, start with yourself. Start by tuning in to Miracles in Recovery with host Ray Lynch, Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Hope is in your corner. Today's woman faces a stressful world when it comes to staying healthy. We are bombarded by media messages with contradicting ideas about fitness and nutrition. We need to keep our diet, relationships, and stress in check. It's time to get the right message and have the most fun. Join hosts Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fenighouse for Healthy View Radio. It's health and happiness in one show every Thursday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Health and Wellness. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Healthy Energy with Margo. We'd love to connect with you on the program today. Call us at 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. Or send an email to healthyenergy at shaw.ca. Now, back to Healthy Energy with Margo. Here again is Margo Nielsen. Welcome back to Healthy Energy with Margo. I'm here with Lisa. And Lisa, what about when we move into a new space, like a new house or we've moved and, you know, is there an energy that's still present that we might just kind of dive into and become part of that? And is there a way to clean it out when we move? Okay, so are we are we talking about when someone moves into a new space, are they actually picking up the energy of the previous people? Yes. So if they were, yeah, if they were picking up that energy. Yeah, so oftentimes people 
uh, are attracted to a home or a space and they go, oh, it has great curbside appeal. It's it's close to the schools they want, and they and they look at it from that perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, the location, they the big thing is everyone talks about location, 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 location yeah, right? Exactly. And oh, it's next to the schools. It's next to the the uh, transit system. Blah 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 blah. And then they look at the direction. Where does the sun fall during the day? And so it's very much what I would consider to be non-intuitive. Uh, mm. uh, how and, and not all realtors present themselves this way. There's a lot of really intuitive uh, realtors and becoming more. However, what tends to be taught in the real estate industry is location, 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 and then it's about price and blah, 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 blah. And so what happens when someone buys a home and they've never actually looked at how they can be intuitively connected to their spaces, this is the part, the point where I go, okay, well, now you've bought this home and you're walking into it and you're going to now create whatever it is you are going to create within this home, whether it's a family home or it's an individual's home. Now, before you go in and actually start to put all the furniture in, be with the space. Walk in and be with the space and without judgment, without criticizing, without saying, I'm going to tear this wall down, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. If you have the time, it's kind of fun to camp out in a new space. And and when I mean camp out, it's like put a mattress down and, and sleep there for a night and see what comes up for you. What are you aware of? And this is a really good um, tool that I like to play with for people is, especially if they tell me, I have no idea what you're talking about with regard to energy, Lisa, and spaces. And so what will happen often is they'll have that one night in their space, on the floor, on a mattress, and they're going to hear all the sounds, they're going to sense of smell they're going to start to imagine that they're hearing voices or whatever that is and some people get a little freaked out about being there (laughs) on their own Uh, they'll bring their pets if they have pets they might bring a friend if they have a friend but there's something that comes up magically at that time and that awareness those those little voices or whatever's coming up for them that's not to be ignored. That's actually the space gifting you information about what was previously there. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So for me, it's it's. I always get really excited about spaces that have nothing in them. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're and, just waiting to be created. Well, they're well they are they're waiting for (laughs) they're waiting for that new energy to come in that's going to infuse a new life force because all energy all spaces already come with the the energy of the land that was once there years and years and years ago so there's a there's a infusion of whatever's going gone on in the soil and the land if it's an old indian burial ground if there was a um, a war on that ground, if there was a death, it was a farm, um, was there a fire, was there an earthquake, was it a tsunami, whatever happened on that ground prior to that space or home being built will all be picked up in the space and it's just a matter of learning how to play with it and maximize it to actually contribute to the life that you're desiring going forward. 
Now, what if somebody's already moved into a space and they've kind of made it their own, but they're still sensing something there? What would you suggest? Okay, so what is that? when you say they're sensing something there, are they, are they sensing something that that's leftover energy? Well, okay. Yeah. Leftover energy from, from the previous owners or if something's happened, if somebody has passed away in a house, but they've moved in, they've done all the, they've set up all their thing. They're living there and, you know. Okay. So did someone die in the space? Um, I, I have a friend that, yes, somebody had died in their place. Okay, and was it of uh, natural causes, or was it a murder, or what was that? Suicide, okay. murder? Not sure, actually. It okay. might have been natural. Okay, so, so I I look at things in a completely different way than ninety nine percent of the people out there, and so one of the things that I I really acknowledge is if someone chooses to actually end their life in a space, whether it's natural causes or suicide or murder, because murder is also another invitation, <laughs> um, <laughs> believe it or not. And, and some people go, well, that's kind of weird. But when somebody's life is done, they're, they're actually, uh, they've chosen that space. So it's almost an honoring of the space. Mm. That's, so, a, that's a good way to look at it, yes. Yeah, they chose the space. They didn't go out anywhere else. They actually chose the space. And so it's almost, if you could look at it, it's almost like a badge of honor that within the walls of that home, someone someone chose to to uh, lay down and die or, or, or their body um, decided to leave this world. And so now... If that person was in um, created cancer or any other terminal illness and they died in their home and they had hospice nurses and 24-hour care, um, again, it's they're still choosing to have their body uh, deteriorate and let go in that particular space. And, and so it's not picking up the heavy energy, it's actually acknowledging gratitude for that individual and that's a great we, way to look at it oh yeah so so I know I had a beautiful German shepherd uh, who he had been with us for oh gosh almost 12 years and he laid down on the floor at the foot of my daughter's bed and she was so upset about that and I said well wait a minute out of all the rooms in the whole house he chose to lie his body down here at the foot of your bed. And, and so he was gifting you his final moments of life in that particular space. And it, it immediately changed everything for her. Mm. And so I would, I would say the exact same thing for anybody's, you know, whether it's a family member or a friend or anything, that they've gifted that person's space with choosing the end of their life there. And to me, it's like, wow, that's kind of cool. That's kind of magical. <laughs> it is a great way to look at it because so many people would say, oh, that's awful. You know, yeah. or, or if you're buying a house and you knew that somebody had passed away in it, right? And that brought me to my other dog that did choose to um, have her final moments in our home. And I'm just thinking of, of feng shui and what the different rooms are and 
where she was was almost in the relationship into um, children. Ah, okay. So can can I can I give a wedgie in your world? Yes, <laughs> give me a wedgie, girl. <laughs> I, okay. Well, okay. So for all of everything that I've studied, the one thing that I really acknowledge and I'm I'm grateful for what feng shui gave me mm-hmm. is that beyond, and I really look at this as beyond feng shui. Everybody has the capacity to to know what is going on in their spaces, and you don't have to. I mean, certainly, if you're curious, study and learn and self, you know, teach yourself all of these different practices. But one thing I'm aware of is that it's become what I consider to be really commercialized, very um, westernized, to the point that it's it the the core belief, the core knowing the intuitiveness that comes within all of us that compass is always with us and so if we look at historically thousands of years ago we didn't have a label we didn't have a a, um, a name to call people we just had people that that whether it was the shaman of the of the tribe that went in and said this is where we're going to have our village and this is the best place to grow our crops and this is the best place to build our homes and so going forward i encourage people to start tapping into that energy that they have within themselves that makes sense i mean i have taken a feng shui class and i know they were talking more about the energies of things and like you said it's become commercialized and for people to understand it more it became more about placement and colors mm-hmm. and not so much as tuning into the energy of the home and we did do a practice where you would walk through the house and kind of have that communication with it and you know, see what showed up and and what could you move, change, whatever, but based on an energetic as opposed Mm -hmm. to this is the proper way to do it. And I know in our house years ago, we used to have our couch and our love seat a certain way. And then one day I decided I need to change it around and it just opened up the space so much. Yeah, because you just had an awareness. I I wonder what this would create if I move this piece of furniture. (laughs) I probably didn't think of it quite like that, Lisa, in those days, but it's okay. Create more. <laughs> Same with taking our carpet up and putting down laminate flooring. Like that was that was a, another whole. Wow! It opened up the space again so much. Cool, cool. And it is a is a, it is a great space because I do bars exchanges there. I just I it's a great house for entertaining in that way and having the energies which um, leads me to another question but I'm going to wait and ask you that after the break because I don't start it and then I have to cut you off right away (laughs) (laughs) thank you oh so yes we can uh, tune in so it's just really us tuning into us and acknowledging that we do know what things are and maybe maybe taking some some time to be with that yeah, yeah. And I mean, certainly, I mean, people, people, um, you know, can definitely connect and, and book a consultation with me if they want. I do privates one on one. And I don't ever have to walk into your space to know. That was going to be on. my next question. Do you need to be there? Or you can just tune in with with the person? I just tune into their space and then ask the person questions. And, and literally their space has already given me a download of information. So it's just a matter of asking some questions uh, about, you know, whatever's going on in their life. And, and 
it can be the most random thing and boom, as soon as they go, oh my God, I did this two months ago or three weeks ago and somehow it's like a domino effect. It, it's affected their body. It's affected their relationships. It might have affected their business, um, their money. There's there's lots of different ways that it can go and and it can all stem from one thing that they might have done in their space. <laughs> that is so cool, Lisa. We're going to yeah. go to a break and then I'm going to ask you my question. Okay. Thanks, Lisa. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Too many times, the medical profession tries to treat addicts with addictive medication. It's like putting them in a chemical straitjacket. This only masks the problem, but does nothing to cure it. The allopathic model for treating addiction has turned out to be a huge failure. The holistic model holds much more promise for treating and curing addiction. On Total Health Recovery, from addiction to super health. Join host Sadhu Khalsa and his guests to learn about treatments and services that work. Learn how to heal yourself and transform your life. Listen Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness. Healthcare has been a major part of news stories today with one thing that has been consistent, inconsistency. Both healthcare providers and patients have to work around and get used to a constantly changing set of rules and issues. Nurses have historically been left out of this decision-making. Listen to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. Health professionals, we invite you to share your ideas and experiences while listening to experts in various areas of nursing. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. When a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer, it's probably the most frightening thing that's ever happened to her. Friends and family often don't know what to do for support, not to mention the patient herself. That's where Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio comes in. Join Becky Olson and Sharon Hennepin, breast cancer survivors and advocates. They help by providing inspiration, information, and most of all, hope. Tune in Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Healthy Energy with Margo. We'd love to connect with you on the program today. Call us at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to healthyenergy at shaw.ca. Now, back to Healthy Energy with Margo. Here again is Margo Nielsen. Welcome back to Healthy Energy with Margo. Lisa, we've been talking about pets a little bit, and I'm just curious as to what our spaces um, contribute or don't contribute to them. I have a dog that at times gets quite scared of the floor. It's like, oh, my God, I can't walk on it. Um, I'm just wondering what that might Hmm. be or... Okay, um, and how long has this been going on for? Well, it, it kind of comes and goes. So, okay, so you he you wasn't had... like that as a puppy. It was more later on. So he's six now, and some days it's worse, and other days he's quite fine. Okay, so you had said just when we were on break that you had carpet, and then you put in laminate floor. He's always been with a laminate floor. 
Okay. So I've changed the floor in the kitchen. It was changed and then we had to take that up and then we put in something else. So whether that was a contribution to it. So, so is your dog, uh, how is your dog's footing on the laminate floor? Well, it depends. If he's if he's not in his head, this is how I kind of see him. If he's not in his head, he's fine to walk on it. But if he's kind of gets scared, then the claws come down and he tries to go really fast on it and then slips and yeah, <laughs> right. So, so there's it's it's actually having and and literally you can have a conversation with your dog about okay. The the, the one of the things that animals are so aware of is that they're aware of products that are man-made and products that are natural so a natural hardwood floor after a while will have scratch marks on it with the pet um their 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 nails going into it and indentations so there's a give there's a natural give a laminate floor is basically you're asking your dog every single day to walk across a skating rink mm-hmm it's like sheer ice. So if you every day had to walk across a sheet of ice to go from one space to the kitchen or or whatever that is, every time you wanted to prepare a meal or make a coffee or a cup of tea, you had to walk across the sheet of ice. And all you had were your bare feet. Do you get how after you would either run across <laughs> mm-hmm. or you might tiptoe across really, really gently, but it's not comfortable for your feet. Right. So for for whatever reason, your dog somehow has equated this space as being a sheet of ice. Mm-hmm. So having a conversation with your dog about this sheet of ice you can actually let them know that this is this is permanently here uh, and you're okay, you're absolutely fine and you can put a little carpet runner on top and you just have to have a conversation and ask if this is going to contribute to more ease for their body. Mm. The one thing that we do as pet owners is we assume that if we make a choice or a decision that it's in the best interest of our pets and it not it doesn't necessarily mean that's that's true for them and they are so wanting to make us happy and they're so wanting to to do anything for us but we have to sometimes ask what is it going to what is it that we can put down on the floor that's going to contribute to more ease going across this floor so again it goes back to having a conversation with our space with our pets with the you know everything in the in everything that we come into contact with whether it's our office where we work or absolutely just being in that communication with it yeah pets do not lie (laughs) (laughs) your pet is telling you through his body his movements that this isn't the most comfortable uh surface for my feet to walk across and yet if you took him outside on the grass I bet his body is so happy and there's a completely different dog energy on grass or on carpet than there would be on the laminate hardwood. Yeah, and yet if you're going for a walk, he can be jumping right off his feet on that same floor. So he's he's kind of a mystery in that way. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Okay. So Lisa, how can people know more about what you do? What What do you have going on next? Classes or yeah, things with you. So I I do facilitate classes around the world. I have a, a global business. It's uh, Infinite Energies with Lisa is is um, the company and. Creating Conscious Spaces is this uh, class that I facilitate, and it is currently translated into French, Portuguese, German, Chinese, and uh, in August, I will be going to Brussels in Belgium, and then right after to Vienna in Austria to facilitate an introductory two-day class, and then the advanced two-day class. And both of those are a prereq to becoming a facilitator of a one-day class uh, for people that love to play and work with spaces. And there is no prereq to uh, start taking any of these classes. The only the only prereq is really having uh, a space and the awareness that you would like to know more about spaces. So I have people from designers and architects to um kids to grandparents that take this class and it contributes to change in their lives beyond what they ever imagined <laughs> that is cool yeah. so are you coming to vancouver canada somewhere <laughs> oh it's it, well it's funny you say that my my son's just moved there and so at some point in the future yes because there is there's some really yummy um energy and great spaces in vancouver uh, and yes, absolutely. I'd love to. I'd love to come to Vancouver. Um, yeah, it's 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 definitely on on the on the future plan. On the I radar. Get, it's on the radar. I keep getting pulled to Europe. <laughs> ah, well, there's some beautiful spaces over there. My sister's in on a holiday and keeps posting all these different pictures of different architecture and places that she's going to. So it, it's it's lovely to see since I'm not there at the moment. Wow, beautiful, beautiful. So you also um, have a radio show yourself on a different station, but uh, if people want to know more about that, they can get in tune with you through yeah. your Infinite, yeah, radios, I, Infinite Energy radio show. Yes, uh, it's with Inspired Choices Network, and I've been there for three and a half years, and, and uh, I, yeah. I have a lot of fun. That's every Friday at 10 Mountain Standard Time, 12 noon Eastern. And uh, yeah, so I, I mean, a lot of people come on and they, they end up getting facilitation for their spaces. Um, and uh, if they would rather not have it on air, then we can certainly have a one-on-one -on -one consultation where they can connect with me and, and we do half hour or one hour sessions. And, uh, and they connect are, with you how? Yeah. They can connect with me at Lisa at InfiniteEnergies.ca uh, or through Facebook Messenger and or through my website, InfiniteEnergies.ca. Um, they, can, they can Google Lisa Bennett's Space Whisper, Creating Conscious Spaces. It all leads to those, um, my website and, and uh, the radio shows. So people can track me down. I'm not hidden. Ah, awesome. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for being on the show today and contributing uh, to our spaces and our health. I encourage people to go have a look at their space and have a conversation with it and see what they can do to create something more in their, their space and environment. 
Oh, if, thank you so much. Yeah, I'm so grateful for you, Lisa. And if you would like to contact me, you can do so at healthyenergy at shaw.ca or 778-828-8005. Next week, I'm going to be joined by Kevin L., who is my chiropractor, and our conversation's going to be about the principles of health and healing, which is the chiropractor philosophy. So have a magical week and do something kind for yourself. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Be sure to join your host, Margo Nielsen, for another edition of Healthy Energy with Margo. We're live every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. What positive energy can you attract in the coming week? 